0: What's up everybody, it's your boy Joshua Edwards live from live from my very own sunroom on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Man, it was an impactful week of football. We are finally heading into week two, man. I'm gonna to get to everything. A huge recap on week one, man. Uh, and then we saw some great games also in the college football. Texas and Alabama going to the wire. Uh, upset against App State versus Texas A&M. Uh, Another upset against Kentucky versus Florida. Man, all of that and then some on this episode, episode 39. So let's go ahead and let's jump right into it. Now, this is what we saw from this past week. I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Saquon Barkley is the best running back in football. Now, when I went out there on a limb and I drafted him in all three of my leagues with my very first pick, One of my leagues, I had the very first pick, and I took Saquon Barkley. People hit me up on Sunday. Oh, Josh, this is why this is such a bad draft. Oh, Josh, how many points does he have? He only had 8.9 points at the half. And then guess what he finished with? 33.4. Now, when I talk about the running back position, it's not something that, you know, I just don't know about. I played college football, I played high school football, I haven't played NFL football, but that's besides the point. When it comes to the running back position, I think I, I would like to know, I have a little, little bit of knowledge when it comes to the running back position. Saquon Barkley is the most explosive running back in the NFL. He has all the tools. He has the body frame, he has the legs, he has the hands, he has the breakaway speed, he has the juking. Whatever you're looking for, in a, in a back, that is Saquon Barkley. Now, this is what I will say about Saquon Barkley. 18 rushes, 164 yards, over 190 total yards from this past game with a touchdown and the game-winning two-point conversion. Brian Dayball has his team looking nice. The, the, the different varieties... Uh, of sets, different varieties of runs that I saw from Saquon is something that I've never seen before. Um, He was getting downhill, a lot of, not a lot of stretching, not a lot of zone replays. They were just getting downhill, and Saquon Barkley was getting north and south fast. He still has a breakaway speed, and it was clearly evident in his 64-yard run. I just need people to keep the same energy. That's all I ask. When it comes to Saquon Barkley, keep that same energy. The guys that said Saquon Barkley is going to be this—it's the very bad pick. I need that same energy for the next for the for the entire season. If you look at their schedule, that is why I drafted him. I didn't just draft him because uh, the quarterback's terrible. They don't have an offensive line. Go look at their schedule. The schedule is easy. They got the Panthers. They got the Eagles. They got the Cowboys. The schedule was easy, man. It wouldn't even surprise me at this point that the Giants would even make the playoffs if we're being just just straight up. They had the best back in football. A a hell of a play caller in Brian Dayball. The Giants, Saquon Barkley. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, you took him number two. And in the 2018 draft. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, he is he was my number one pick in fantasy football. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, he is the best back in football. And I continue and I will continue to harp on this week in, week out. Saquon Barkley is back. Now let's go to what we saw last night, and even on Sunday, man. Your coaches, especially at the head coach position, man. They can obviously win and lose you some games. I don't know what it is with these these new head coaches, man, when you have a generational talent at the quarterback position. Nathaniel Hackett and uh, even the the, the coach from the Green Bay Packers. Why are y'all kicking field goals? Y'all had Aaron Rodgers. I know that this was in the past in the playoffs. But last night, Nathaniel Hackett, it's a 64-yard attempt from a guy who was not named Adam Vinatieri, from a guy who was not named Justin Tucker, from a guy who was not named all these other great kickers, a, the second longest field goal attempt in NFL history, a 64-yarder for the game, while you just paid a quarterback $250 million, and you mortgage your future? I mean, what the hell is going on, man? That obviously was not the the right decision. I think we all knew that. I didn't even expect them to go and kick a field goal. I thought they was gonna call a timeout. Let's draw up a play. Let's get in field goal range even more. I didn't even know the dude had a leg to really even hit a sixty four yarder. I mean, there was just a tweet I just literally just saw that said that they got it to the right hash forty six yard uh, left hash forty six yard line. I got to make that kick. No, bruh. They should have never gave you the opportunity to begin with. They never should have even tried or attempted a 64-yarder. Nah, bro. Mm-mm. No sir. I, I still think to this day that that was a bad call. And, and, and since we're talking about head coaching, let's stay on the topic, man. When you go and you look at the, the, the coach for Brian Dayball, the Giants, when you go look at Mike McDaniels for the Dolphins, These guys are going for it. Mike McDaniels, 20 seconds left in the first half. Fourth and seven. What do you do? You drop a play for Jalen Waddle, and he takes it to the crib. Instead of only being up 10, you're up up 17. It's little things like that that separates good coaches from great coaches, man, or average coaches from good coaches, or bad coaches from good coaches. It's that little want to – Everybody wants to win, but they don't really say it, man. They don't really show it. Everybody says that they want to win, but they don't show it. They don't put the ball in their players' hands when it's time to, when the rubber needs to meet the road. They don't put the ball in their players' best players' hands. Matt Rule, yesterday we played the two days ago, we played the Cleveland Browns. Watch Christian McCaffrey only getting 14 touches. Yes, I do understand that he has a health issue. Yes, I do understand. He has health problems, but you have to give Christian McCaffrey at least twenty touches. Everybody in the, in in the America knows the Carolina Panthers. They operate through Christian McCaffrey. Fourteen touches is just not enough, man. And that's not that's that's just facts. Ten touches rushing, had a touchdown, a one nice little run, twenty yard plus run and only four catches out of the backfield, what the hell are we doing? I'm I'm telling you right now, I don't even think that the, Panther, the Carolina Panthers are going to beat the New York Giants this week. If it's me, and I'm being honest, if Matt Rule goes 0-5, he needs to get fired. I'm not praying on anybody's downfall, but I, I already told people when we first got him as a head coach, this is not the guy. This is not the guy that we're looking for. I understand it's new management, new ownership, but this is not the guy that we're looking for. I believe we have a very good quarterback in Baker Mayfield, but let's run Christian McCaffrey. This is why we have arguably a top five, top three running back in the National Football League. Use them. Coaches. You win and you lose games. It just comes down just to that, man. Uh, let's just change topics just a little bit. Since I'm talking about coaches, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. From a talent standpoint, they might be the worst out. I'm not even going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to say that. Outside of the quarterback position, the, the the Green Bay Packers are as bad as the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to offense. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers' is head and shoulders better than Dak Prescott. But when it comes to the receiver position, good God, somebody try to can tell me that Ceedee Lamb is a number one receiver. No, he's not, bro. He is a, a, a sh- he is a number two, masqueraded as a number one. Like no, bro, he's not that guy. I haven't seen it. His rookie year, obviously, you know when he wasn't getting the number one corner. He was getting all the, he was looking real nice. But this was the biggest concern going into this year. When CD Lamb is getting that number one corner work, what is he going to look like? 11 targets, two catches, 29 yards? Come on, man. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> Night and day. Let's talk about the Packers' talent. Who the hell is their receivers? Christian Watson. His rookie, rookie, 6'5", big body, wide open, first play of the game for the Green Bay Packers, drops an yard touchdown. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Now, when I talk about coaches can win and lose you games, you can also win and lose you games by the talent you put around these guys. Dak Prescott has no talent on the offensive side. Ezekiel Elliott is a shell of himself. CeeDee Lamb is not a true number one. And it's okay. The Green Bay Packers, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, they can only catch the ball and run the ball so much. The receiver position in today's game, it goes on an offensive standpoint. You got to have – you have to have the quarterback position. You got to have that, 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 that dog at quarterback. And then secondly, I really believe that the, the, the receiver position – might be the second most important position on a football field and an offensive standpoint. More important, I'm talking about as far as skill, not obviously the line, but quarterback, and then we're going receiver. Running backs come a dime a dozen. Word to my homeboy, Trey Gregg. These two teams are talent depleted on the offensive side. Of course, it is my favorite time of every episode when it comes to The NFL season, Joshua's proximity, NFL hierarchy, the top 10 teams heading in to week two. Let's go ahead and let's get it popping. Number 10, the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, they did get blown out by the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Bills are no slouch. They will also be obviously fitting on my top 10. Uh, The Rams, man, I'm not going to take too much of it. First game, might have a championship hangover. They played against the, the favorite to win MVP and also the team that is favorite to win the AFC. Number 10, I got the Los Angeles Rams. Number nine, New Orleans Saints. The only reason why I have the Saints in here and not other teams because they have a win. I did not like what I what I witnessed this past Sunday. You have to kill a gnat a, a with a sledgehammer. We all know that the Falcons are just bad. They are gathering talent. They do not have talent. Yes, it is a divisional game, but some people, you just need to bury them. And the Falcons was a team that the Saints needed to bury. They still came away with the win, but the number nine, I like the New Orleans Saints. Number eight, the Philadelphia Eagles. Another team that needed to bury an opponent. They were up big against the Detroit Lions. Everybody's a believer in Dan Campbell and what he has going on in in Detroit. Well, they were down big, and they should have just – they were up 38-14. Uh, the, the Lions came back and actually made it a game 38-35. It never even should have gotten that close. At number nine, uh, number eight, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number seven, the Miami Dolphins. In my early segment, I stated that coaches can win and lose you games. We all know Bill Belichick struggles down south. We all know he always struggles against the Miami Dolphins. That's why he left last week five days early. The Dolphins tour, it's early. They look nice. But right now, number seven, the Miami Dolphins. Number six, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, now, from what I have read in all reports, Lamar Jackson did not do a lot of running this past week. He was beating the, the – uh, the New York Jets from the pocket. He was making every throw. He was making the deep throws. And obviously they just lost their left tackle, another injury. They lost their corner, another injury. But right now it's hard to keep them out of the top ten, number six, the Baltimore Ravens. Number five, the Minnesota Vikings. They just put an ass whooping on the Green Bay Packers. Now, we all know the Packers are talentless and when it comes to the offensive side, but the Minnesota Vikings, this is why Justin Jefferson said, hey, I can see why Cooper Cup was always open uh, last season. Justin Jefferson looks like, <laughs> like what I stated last, my last episode, Offensive Player of the Year. He's putting up phenomenal numbers already. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, man, they they they, they crushed the the Green Bay Packers, so at number five, Minnesota Vikings. Number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They still look rusty. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, they was missing a couple of plays here and there. The running game looked phenomenal with Leonard Fournette. They was running the ball down the, the, the Dallas Cowboys' throats. He finished with a, a buck 20. But it's still some, some question marks concerning that offense, man, they didn't look fluid. They couldn't get the, the ball into the end zone early. Uh They got a couple stuff that they need to clean up, but the number four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number three, the L.A. Chargers. They got the quarterback. They have the talent on the offensive side. Defense came to play. Khalil Mack had three sacks, 25 total snaps, five rush uh hurries. The Chargers are everything that we projected them to be so far They didn't have J.C. Jackson. Devontae Adams was open all game. Got a couple stuff that that they need to clean up on the back end. But number three, the L.A. Chargers. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. They arguably have the best quarterback in football. Their offense looked sound. Didn't lose a step with losing Tyreek Hill. Yes, they don't have the big play abilities now that Tyreek Hill is gone. But Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Threw for five touchdowns. Beat the Arizona Cardinals by 20-plus points. The Kansas City Chiefs look great. Number two, Kansas City. And number one, the Buffalo Bills. Played last Thursday night. They put a spanking on the reigning, defending Super Bowl champions. This is why Josh Allen is the favorite to win MVP. This is why the Buffalo Bills are favorite to win the whole thing. This is why I said the Buffalo Bills are going to win the whole thing. Or at least make it at least into the AFC Championship game. This team is legit. And there you have it. Number 10, Rams, 9, the Saints, 8, the Eagles, 7, the Dolphins, 6, the Ravens, 5, the Vikings, 4 the Bucks. 3, the Chargers, 2 the Chiefs. And number 1, the Buffalo Bills. Let's go ahead and get to my games and my picks for this upcoming week. Thursday night game, Chargers versus the Chiefs. Whoo! Another AFC West opponent for the L.A. Chargers. A battle of quarterbacks. Who's going to be better than who? We don't know if Keenan Allen is going to play, but that pass rush for the Chargers is, is, is phenomenal. With all that being said, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs only because we don't know if Keenan Allen is going to play, and we don't know how that's going to affect the L.A. Chargers. Um, Chargers versus the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Pack. Pats versus the Steelers. Steelers were just in a sledge, a dogfight against the Cincinnati Bengals. Patriots, I do expect them to bounce back. Give me the Patriots in this matchup. Panthers versus the Giants. This is is Matt Rule's – this is is really his his coaching game for his life. I really believe that. Panthers versus the Giants. I like the Giants. Jets versus the Browns. Mm, Give me – Give me the Browns, man. That that, that running game was just too much from what I saw last week. Colts versus the Jags. I said last week the Colts were on upset alert because of the Houston Texans. The Colts again are once again on upset alert in Jacksonville. They've lost seven straight in Jacksonville. Is Darius Leonard playing? I don't know if he is. With that being said, give me Jacksonville. Dolphins versus the Ravens. Mm, in Baltimore. It's not too cold just yet. Give me the Dolphins. Bucks versus Saints. Tom Brady has never beat the Saints in regular season. I don't see why he's going to do it this year. Give me the give me the Saints, man. Washington versus the Lions. Commanders look really good. Give me give me the commanders on this matchup. Seahawks versus the 49ers. I expect Trey Lance to be better. Like the 49ers in this matchup. Falcons versus the Rams. Come on now. Rams. Cardinals versus the Raiders. Ooh, I do expect the Cardinals to come out a little bit better. Offense looked terrible. They couldn't establish anything on the offensive, from an offensive standpoint last week. I'm going Raiders in this matchup. Texans versus Broncos. The Broncos will get their, their win. They're going to bounce back. Bengals versus Cowboys. If they cannot hold up Joe Burrow, it's going to be a long game. With that being said, the Cowboys are talent They don't have anything on offense. I like the Bengals in this matchup. Bears versus the Packers. Mm. In Green Bay, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers still owns the, the, the Chicago Bears, man. I'm going to Packers. Titans versus Bills. Last year, Titans pulled it out. It's not going to happen again. Give me the Bills. And Vikings versus the Eagles, another Monday night matchup. Mm. It's going to be a nice game. I like the Vikings in this matchup. And as we so do so effortlessly, another episode, Josh's Proximity Season 3, Episode 39. Um, I'm going to be adding video probably next week. I'm missing some piece from my camera. So my apologies. I love you guys. Josh's Proximity, we out.